Welcome to Work and the Future, a podcast about tomorrow, with your host, Linda Nazareth. Well, hello, and thank you for joining us today. So as I tape this, it's the end of 2021, and we're clearly headed into a year 2022, where hybrid work will be the norm, or close to it. And for some organizations, that's going to be because they want to work this way. They know it works for them. For others, it might still be because they're not sure it's safe to be back in the office. But whatever the reason, it's clear that hybrid work is going to continue. And organizations who've already gotten used to using it are going to have to maybe take the next step, which is not just accommodate hybrid work, but create a culture around it. So, you know, how do you do that? Because we're two years into this experiment, this forced experiment, there are things we've learned. And can we put them together and figure out the best way to create a culture around hybrid work? Well, my guest today has a lot to share on this topic of creating a successful hybrid culture. Her name is Carolyn Beyer, and she's the HR lead for Microsoft Canada. I talked to her about managing a hybrid culture during the pandemic, including the things that she found interesting or surprising about the experience. And she also shared some really interesting research with me that was done by Microsoft. We talked about leadership as well and about what leaders should be doing right now, because there are things that they can do to help workers. And it seems like a lot of workers are under a lot of pressure and it's Time for perhaps management to step up and help them with that. Now, Carolyn believes the future of work is here and it's hybrid. And she has some really interesting thoughts as well as practical ideas for those who are thinking about how best to take their organizations forward as we, we deal with this hybrid world. I had a great conversation with her, so please stay with us to hear it. Well, hybrid work is here to stay. How do we create the right hybrid culture? Well, my guest today is Carolyn Byers. She is HR lead for Microsoft Canada. She joins me now to talk about her experience managing hybrid work through the pandemic and also about what she thinks should come next. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Linda. It's a pleasure to be here with you today and thank you for uh, inviting me. Oh, well, it's great to have this conversation. I have a lot of questions about hybrid work, but, you know, I always like to talk about how people ended up doing what they're doing, their own backgrounds, you know, that they're bringing to the table. Do you have a minute to tell us about that? Oh, for sure. So uh, I actually went to the University of Guelph and studied psychology. And when I graduated, I'm going to be honest, I had no idea what I was going to do when I grew up. So um, at the time I was saying, well, what could I do where I could take my learnings from university and really apply them practically? Um, and I ended up learning about the postgraduate program uh, at Seneca for HR, uh, for those interested in the HR field. So I actually decided to do that and it was a year long program. Um, so after I did that, I actually got my first job uh, in HR and I probably did that for about two years uh, and then I realized I wanted to invest more uh, into the field. So I actually decided to go to grad school. So at the time in Canada, um, there wasn't a lot of sort of 
programs geared uh, directly to human uh, resources. So I ended up going to Rutgers University in the US uh, and I did my master in human resource management. Uh, and then after that, IBM hired me as a university hire. I spent 17 years uh, with IBM performing various roles. Uh, and then I moved to Microsoft about five years ago um, as an HR business partner. And then my current role opened up and I applied and here I am today uh, sharing my learnings and experience through the pandemic and uh, around hybrid work with you today. Well, how long have you been in HR at Microsoft? I've been there just over five years. Let's talk about hybrid work and your experience of it during the pandemic. I'm interested in your own experience, but I also understand that Microsoft has done some interesting work putting some numbers around this. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for asking. I'd say over the past year, uh, Linda, no area has really undergone more rapid transformation uh, than the way that we work, and it hasn't been easy. Uh, and I'd say it's really been an eye-opening moment for many of us, both leaders and as HR professionals. And for me personally, it was actually a moment where I had to accept that I truly knew nothing at all about managing through this type of crisis, uh, which essentially required us to really invent an entirely new operating model for the organization around how we were going to connect in some places, how we were actually going to perform our work. Um, and all of this really had to be balanced um, with the demands that the pandemic was having on our personal lives. And for me, I was managing caring for my, my elderly mother. Um, I had a daughter that was graduating from, from uh, high school. Uh, and also I had to care for the employees at Microsoft. And it really had a significant toll on me personally. And I'd say there's a positive side of the pandemic, though, and it really changed the way that we look at mental health. It's now not a problem that someone else is dealing with. It's something that we were all dealing with. And I think work-life blend um, really has taken on a whole new meaning to Canadian workers. And I'd say in terms of sort of larger trends that we're now seeing uh, around this, earlier this year, Microsoft released its second annual work trend uh, index. And what this is, is actually an in-depth report um, that uh, from a study based on about 30,000 people in 31 different countries. Uh, and what the report found is that 73 percent of workers surveyed that they still want these flexible options to continue. While at the same time, 67% uh, are craving more in-person times with their team. So in short, uh, Linda, employees really want the best of, of both worlds and they're really expecting employers to, do, uh, to provide this for them. So I'd say in the next coming months, uh, some of the biggest challenges for business leaders and HR leaders will really be around navigating these various policies, the logistics uh, and dynamics around hybrid work um, that really makes the most sense uh, for their organization specifically. Because I, I think every obviously as individuals are different, organizations are also very different. Well, let's talk about how this has evolved, because over the last almost two years now, at least a year and a half, you've experimented, companies have experimented with different work styles, different hours. What's been your experience of that? Um, for me personally, I would say my productivity probably increased significantly, uh, but it came at a huge expense to my physical and mental uh, well-being. And I'd say essentially, uh, Linda, I lost 
all my excuses to break away from work. So I'd say in the past, you know, you'd say, I've got to get home uh, to make dinner for my daughter. And then I have to take her to soccer. She was a competitive soccer player, or I've got to go to a hockey game. Um, And like most organizations, I feel like we've done and other organizations have done a really great job in really focusing on employee resiliency uh, and reinforcing self-care. But I'd say in those moments, I realized the importance of leadership. Um, And as leaders, we really needed to role model what I would say new excuses uh, to break away from the work. So uh, for for me, I took up cooking balanced meals. Um, I made a point of showing up on calls in my workout uh, clothes. Um, I also led with a lot of vulnerability and empathy. Um, And I was really honest in sharing how I was coping um, and how I I was doing, which really gave space to my team and our employees at Microsoft to do the same. Essentially, I was saying it's okay not to be okay. Um, And I'd say as a result of these experiences, and when we think of this more broadly, uh, I think today employees now want more control over where, when, and how they work. Um, And they really expect businesses to be providing options. And I'd say the decisions we make uh, as leaders today to really enable flexible work is really going to impact everything from culture and innovation to how we attract and retain talent. Um, And we've personally uh, seen feedback across the, the company about what's worked really well uh, and what employees' needs are. And the HR team um, has really adapted really quickly uh, to provide employees with different benefits and accommodations to best support them. Um, and what I would say is technology has been an amazing uh, enabler uh, to help stay connected. And I, in fact, I would say Um, I I feel like more employees across the country are connecting more um, and actually turning on cameras, which really isn't supported uh, engagement. Um, And we're going to continue to learn from some of these practices um, that we and learnings through the pandemic as we look forward uh, to really build our hybrid work strategy. You know, the teleconferencing part of it's interesting because, as you say, it's amazing. We can talk to each other without being together. And yet some people, a lot of people have found it stressful because it's multiple hours a day with this. What's been your experience with the organization as regards you know, the number of hours of teleconferencing? Um, I would say, again, uh, what's been super, super critical um, is really around, as I said, technology is an amazing enabler. Uh, Linda, but it's really the behaviors and the practices of the organization uh, that make a difference. So we've really had to focus on our managers and our leaders really leading from the front and helping our employees um, set boundaries. Um, And these are simple things uh, like just ensuring that our managers are cognizant about sending uh, emails or IMs uh, after hours, because if employees are seeing that, then employees are feeling that they also uh, need to be on and stay connected. Um, So we've done a lot of work on really around role modeling um, this need to set boundaries and really having our leaders really back that up. Carolyn, I want to talk a lot more about the leadership part of this, but we'll just take a quick break here and be right back. Microsoft 365 is designed to help you achieve more with innovative office apps, intelligent cloud services, and world-class security. Get work done with productivity solutions and stay connected with your employees and clients, whether you're working remotely or on-site. Microsoft 365 allows you to safeguard your business data with a cloud platform that offers built-in security features for remote and hybrid work. 
visit aka.ms forward slash M365forbiz, that is F-O-R-B-I-Z, to learn more about Microsoft 365 for Business. Okay, I'm back with Carolyn Byer. She's HR lead for Microsoft Canada. Carolyn, do you think leaders appreciate the stress that workers have been under? And as we go forward, what are the things that leaders should be doing to help workers? Because we're not done with this yet. No, absolutely not. Um, and I would say now more than ever, uh, people are expecting their employers and their leaders to really connect with them and understand their unique challenges. Um, but business leaders may be a little out of touch, uh, Linda, because what our research is, research is telling us is Canadian workers are exhausted. Um, but they're actually showing that business leaders are doing far better than their employees. And I think many employees, especially women, frontline workers, and those in uh, newer in career, uh, feel way, uh, are far more overwhelmed uh, than others. And I think the data um, tells us a few things or a few things that we need to consider. So one, I'd say we really need to reevaluate what remote uh, work looks like and how many hours employees are really online or active. Second, I think we need to increase manager coaching uh, to really ensure that from the top down, uh, employees are really given the space and opportunity to really thrive uh, without burnout. And third, we really need to listen to our teams and really hear from them in real time uh, what is working and what's not working. Uh, and again, I think this is really important um, point to make. Listening is so key uh, during this time. And I would say this is a challenge for everyone. And it's an important uh, time to really operate with what we call a growth mindset at Microsoft. Because I'm going to say no one leader or no one company is going to get this right. And everyone's needs are so different. Uh, so it's very important to really be listening uh, try, you know, try new things and really learn along the way. So when you look back at what workers have told you, what are the things that have gotten them through the pandemic, the things that have helped at Microsoft? Oh, gosh, I'd say um, the most important thing is that people are really uh, the center of everything we do. Um, and at Microsoft, we want all of our employees to really be grounded in what we believe drives productivity and innovation. Um, and that is really wellness. And we often say at Microsoft that we want everyone to come to work um, as their best selves, uh, meaning we truly want our employees to feel happy and healthy. Uh, and if they don't feel okay, we want to ensure that we've created a space and a culture where they can ask for help. So we are actually actively listening to and working with employees to continue to provide uh, helpful resources from formal benefit uh, changes to manager coaching. Um, and many of these changes we've made over the past year and a half uh, to our employee benefit uh, programs were actually the direct result of listening to employees' needs and feedback. So, for example, we offered a 12-week uh, paid uh, pandemic leave uh, for those that needed to care for children in, in families. Uh, we also extended our vacation policy uh, and we improved our employee benefits as related to mental health resources. And all of this was really the steps that we were in taking to ensure that our employees felt that they were cared for, but also that they had the right tools, not only to excel professionally, but also uh, personally. Let's talk about what comes next. You know, we have uh, come up with this phrase, digital inclusion. I mean, we've had it before, but during the pandemic, it's come to light that everyone, whether they're hybrid or they're in the office environment, should be treated equally. How do you make that happen? 
<laughs> so I, this is so important because every, you know, this is a big question um, that, you know, we're often asked and a lot of individuals are sort of really looking at how can technology help. And I'd say absolutely technology plays a role, um, but this is when behavior becomes so critical. Um, and I think when you're really intentional about uh, inclusion, uh, it can help take away some of the things like isolation that employees um, are feeling. And I think the pandemic has really changed um, many of us um, in a way, you know, we've had to really think uh, of new ways and how we're going to connect with our coworkers. And I say with limited hours in the day and so much work to be done, um, several of us compromise these social connections, um, which in fact are so incredibly important in the work that we do. Um, so I'd say not only does these, these social connections make employees feel more connected, it's also so critical uh, for your culture. Um, and so you also need a place where employees can also come together and really have honest and open conversations. And I would say we know work is super social um, and as much of the in-person atmosphere um, that we're actually missing right now is those moments when we actually bump into somebody and ask them about the, these weekends, uh, their weekend, and just have that moment, that personal moment. And these social aspects can still be withheld uh, in a virtual world as long as we're really intentional about creating uh, space and time. So this is when, Linda, we talked about the role of, of leaders and it's, and I'd say this is when it really does become incumbent upon managers um, to really assess workload uh, of their teams, not only just freeing up time for employees to have balance, but also to build their social capital and really build their relationship with their peers. And these are these moments where, um, you know, taking time out for a, a coffee chat or just to read um, and comment on a Yammer or Teams, uh, teams, uh, uh, teams post. So I think Modeling behavior is just really a great example where managers can really demonstrate that it's okay to take uh, time out uh, to connect with the, to, to connect with peers and really just simply ask what uh, someone's doing. And we've seen the same effects uh, around setting boundaries or you know blocking uh, time for lunch. So I think when we're role modeling these behaviors, this is when really uh, we can really bring inclusion uh, back into our organization. But it has to be intentional. So do you think you can create the corporate culture you want, the one you were working on before the pandemic, and at the same time really accommodate this hybrid environment, which isn't going anywhere? I, I absolutely uh, do believe that we can we can still um, achieve achieve this. And I think when you and, and a lot of people ask, well, how do you do this? And I think we talk about the new operating model, right? And I think it has to do with people, it has to do with technology, and it has to do with uh, processes. Um, and they're all so interconnected. Inter, uh, um, so I think organizations have to really take a, a good hard look um, at your, your culture. You have to look at what technology, what you have in place, and sort of what um, the spaces that you have and really make sure there's a balance uh, across all three of these. So I'd say this is when the partnership with your real estate team, with IT, with finance, um, is gonna become so critical uh, because you really have to look at this as sort of a three in the box type approach. And if you're a manager, what are the things you should have top of mind right now? Managers are the bridge between leadership's vision and the hard, hard realities of the front line. Um, also, managers reinforce 
culture, uh, like setting uh, norms of working hours. They also play such a key role in career development and support. Um, and so I'd say knowing that employees are overwhelmed, it's really incumbent upon managers and leaders to really help find uh, solutions for, for their team. It could be as simple as asking uh, some for some feedback and really just having honest conversations or really blocking time um, in calendars. And all this stuff might seem small uh, or simple, but it's these little moments um, of care that, that really reinforce your culture. And a very interesting um, fact here at Microsoft is back in 2019, we actually introduced a new manager um, framework or manager expectations. Um, and these are very, very simple. Uh, they are model, coach, and care. Um, and a lot of uh, times we are, we all recognize obviously that a manager's role takes on far more uh, than these three aspects of, of, um, of, of work. However, what we believe at Microsoft is that if a manager is focused on these three elements, they're gonna have a significant impact uh, on the employee's day-to-day experience. Carolyn, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you, Linda. Carolyn Byers, HR Lead at Microsoft Canada. Well, that's it for today. If you'd like to know more about Carolyn and the work she talked about, please take a look at our show notes. You'll find some links there. If you'd like to connect with me, I'm on Twitter at at Relentless Eco. Now, if you did enjoy this discussion about the future of work, please take a moment, leave a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. That's how people find podcasts, and that will really help us keep these discussions going. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks, as always, to Stokely Audio for audio production. To learn more about work and the future and to see show notes, go to the workandthefuturepodcast.com. You can also contact us at comments at theworkandthefuturepodcast.com. The Work in the Future podcast with Linda Nazareth is a relentless economics production. 